You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Graphmatic and Paulie Dance. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a 5-star review. Take the Antidote. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the left, uh huh. To my people on the right, uh huh. To my people on the Another million jumping around like you ain't really caring. Ladies ripping off everything they wearing. I'm on top of the throne, nigga. You hands to the ceiling. All right, go ahead and stack another million jumping around like you ain't really caring. Ladies ripping off everything they wearing. I'm on top of the throne, nigga. You people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people in the middle. Check it. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people on the left. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my people in the middle. Check it. Uh huh. To my people on the right. Uh huh. To my Touch on some on some sports real quick because we haven't uh, really done a couple sports in the last couple episodes. Like not really touched on it. Um, one of the things that we wanted to touch on was the, one of the bigger events that's that just happened uh, last week. Of course, the No Fun League had their annual uh, recruitment of Negroes, and <laughs> <laughs> and now you're signed up for the fraternity of fuckery, aka known as the NFL. And the draft. So, yeah, the draft was last week. And um, definitely the draft was was pretty f- – I thought it was actually not too bad. I thought there was a lot of – I did hate all of the theatrics and other bullshit that they had going on, though. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I wasn't feeling all that extra shit they had to begin with. Uh, it took 10 minutes to get the picks, and I was going crazy. Like, man, 10 minutes for picks, bro? Like, what are we doing here? Um, it said they were forcing teams to wait the whole 10 minutes. Bro, the whole time. I, I noticed that with the first pick. Because everybody knew who was getting picked first. Like, if you didn't know who was getting picked first, then you, you're not watching anything that's going on. Like, there was a lot of speculation. Oh, Kyler Murray's not going. Kyler Murray's going first, motherfucker. Like, we knew this since the season ended. And he he announced that he was going to go to the NFL instead of the MLB. 
um, which that's a whole nother topic and situation because I think he's dumb. I would have played. I would have played in the MLB to be honest. Oh yeah, um, definitely going to the MLB is the play. You don't get CTE. You're not going to get hurt. Exactly. In the end, you know, and them checks are bigger. Period. Yes. The, yes. He was, he's the first player. So everybody knows Kyler Murray was taken first. Kyler Kyler Murray is the first player ever of any major sport to be drafted in two major sports as the first pick in both. So he was the first pick in the MLB draft in 2018, and he was the first pick in the NFL draft in 2019. First player to ever do that shit. Um, if you're getting drafted first in MLB, that means everybody was fucking with you. I don't know why he's not going. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the bag is way bigger in the MLB days. Um, all those players are getting crazy deals already. Uh, the NFL is just catching up to that shit. So whatever. If you want to be smacked around and, and – getting hit hard as hell by some big ass dudes because he's 5'10", 207 pounds. I mean, 207 is solid, but when you're 5'10", and you're going up a 6'5", Bro, that dude is not a taller than 5'8". 6'5", 310 DN? Nah, man. I mean, he's, he's fucked out of here. He's 5'8", and an 18th. <laughs> you know they're going to give him two inches. It's just like an 5'10". They used to give all these... And he, he's 5'10". <laughs> You remember how they used to give Dwight Howard all that length? Like, Dwight Howard's not that big, but he got long-ass arms, so they used to give him 6'11". Like, no, he's not 6'11". 6'11". Maybe 6'10". It's uh, <laughs> a long stretch. So They, they list Duran at 6'10", still, I think, and that dude's definitely taller than Dwight Howard. Yeah, for sure. And that that's all arms. But anyways, and I'm Ky- like... Kyler, but Kyler Murray came in there. He said, I'm 5'10 in heels. <laughs> <laughs> So they said, all right, 5'10". I mean, I I think he's going to be a bust, bro. You think he's going to be a bust? I actually think he's going to be a good player. Um, I, I just don't know if, if it's just all the hype, man. Um, there's, a, there's always a lot of hype with these players, right? And there's always that dime or dozen. I don't know if I've seen the same thing that I've seen in him like I saw on Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. Right. Like, that's the difference for me for Kyler Murray is I, I think Baker Mayfield has that Tim Tebow-esque kind of uh, chip on his shoulder about him. I don't think Kyler Murray does. I feel like he's a little bit entitled just because, again, he was a two-sport star. And he really, uh, up to the last couple of months, he was trying to decide whether or not he even wanted to go in the NFL. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just like, he could be good. I mean, he, he could prove us both wrong, but I think he's just a little overhyped. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's that. He's the number one pick now, so there ain't shit that can be done about it. Uh, he got – he landed with his coach. <clears throat> um, you know, it, I like the story of how him and uh, Cliff Kingsbury – Kingsbury has been on his dick since he was a sophomore in high school. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it was almost destined to be as soon as they hired him um, that 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 was going to happen. I mean, that was pretty much uh, – it's probably why they why they hired him in the first place. Right. It was yeah. It was like a match made in heaven kind of thing. Because yeah, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury is a smart dude, but he had losing seasons every year he was at Texas Tech. Like, what do you? I don't know. I, I guess losing equals winning. Now I don't. I don't know. I mean, he did had a, he developed a great offense. He His did. Teams are are now being used in the NFL, and he. He made Patrick Mahomes what Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, he he had a really good development of quarterbacks down there. So with the way that the league's going now, it's better to take a chance on Cliff Kingsbury than to give one of these old fucks that you know hasn't done shit ever another chance 
the Andrew Reed, the Jeff Fishers. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jeff Fisher, bro. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Fisher is the worst non-winning coach I've ever seen in my life. I think they hired him in the XFL. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Well, I see. Yeah, I think I've seen that. So that's awesome because that means he's away from the NFL. It's, it's right. Give, he can't ruin it. Give new people a chance. So I'm down for Cliff Kingsbury. He can't ruin a team. I'm not saying Cliff's going to be good or anything like that, but I I believe it's you know instead of switching these good old boys around, um, in a loop, it seems like change. always. Yeah, give a, give some young blood a chance, especially an offensive mastermind. Uh, reputation kind of guy like Cliff Kingsbury brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I agree. Can't be good. That can't be worse than that dude last year. Whoever the fuck the Cardinals coach was, who didn't realize that you should hand the ball off to David Johnson twenty times a game. Right. Probably thirty, <laughs> thirty-five. Like what the fuck? Let Josh Rosen throwing thirty-five times in the game. Jo- and we'll kind of touch on him too because his ass got shipped away. Let's yeah, let's talk about him for a second here. So he, last year he was worth a uh, number ten overall pick, first round pick, and this year he got traded for what did they trade him for? Like a six, a uh, sixth, and a, a late second, late second and a sixth. Uh, the Dolphins <laughs> got away from. Him. So shout out to my boy uh, Laz with Clear Soul Forces. That's his squad. Yo, squaffing a suck, nigga. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Josh Rosen is a scrub, bro. Oh man, Tannehill is better than him. I get I get it though. Tannehill was always injured, but I would keep Tannehill as a backup and let let Rosen work into it or something because he's not he's still not ready. So and he was uh, under a lot of fire last year though. So I mean we don't know if he's not ready or not. The dude was running for his life uh every second of the, he had they had the second worst uh line in the league last year. So So the Dolphins they're clearly tanking this year. And I think that's a, a good trade for them, though, because yeah. they didn't waste a you know, number 10 overall pick on Josh Rosen. I think Josh right. Rosen is worth a second-round pick. He right. already has NFL experience, and uh, he, he's willing to go out there and get hit. So, perfect. And, you know, meanwhile, stack up some first-round picks. Next year's draft's supposed to be very quarterback-heavy, so at that point you can use a first um, – uh, the quarterback of the future and have Josh Rosen lead you to two and 14 season <laughs> that division. Like <laughs> for real, man, I, I I had no faith in that class last year. So, I mean, I thought it was a dumb pick to go with, to begin with, but uh, Hey, but it did have Baker last year. Who's, it did, he, but he was it. And he was it. I mean, outside of that, Josh Allen looked really good down the stretch. He's still a scrub too. Um, <laughs> but still, he's like putting up records for rushing and shit. Yeah, that's true. He did have some ill-ass rushes. He was leaping over cats last year. Um, so I do give him that. He was winning with his legs. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he looked average, um, as I suspected he would. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so, so yeah, you know, going back to that, uh, you know, Josh Rosen, he, he's kind of a statue, though. So he's going to see he's very similar in stature to like a Joe Flacco. Uh, statue, statue Joe, of course, is what they call him. So he's gonna stand in there, and he's gonna take the licks. Though you'll take the hits if, if, as long as he can deliver the ball. I just don't know, man. <clears throat> Miami's not strong to me as far as everything else. I mean, they did decent in this draft. Uh, I still don't think they addressed everything that they needed to. Um, you know, kind of looking at the AFC East, um, the Miami Dolphins got a defensive tackle in the first round, a guard, a linebacker, another uh, offensive tackle. They picked up a running back. And a fullback. 
So, I mean, yeah, they did okay. They still got fullbacks? They still got fullbacks. Broncos is one of the only teams I have a fullback. Uh, Baltimore has a fullback, and now it looks like um, Miami has a fullback. So, it really depends on the system. Who did they hire, Who did they hire again as their coach? Because I know Adam Gase is gone. Adam Gase is gone. He's in New York. Um, that's brought in uh, the guy who was the coordinator for the Rams, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll probably use a little bit of fullback in the system. I think they'll be all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll kind of see what happens with that with that team. Kind of moving still through the draft. I mean, looking at uh, the number two pick, uh, racist Joey. Oh, it's uh, Brian Flores. They got him from the Patriots. Oh, Flores. Okay, my bad. Yeah, Flores. Yep. Flores. We'll see how he does. But uh, the number two pick was a pretty obvious pick. He was actually coveted as possibly the number one pick. The best player um, in the draft, I think. Yeah, definitely the, the best overall player in the draft. Uh, racist Joey. Um, that's going to be my nickname for him. <laughs> what is it? Racist Joey. Racist Joey. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Redneck Joe. Yeah, redneck, whatever you want to call him, man. Uh, the, the huge pro-Trump supporter and all this other back-end shit talking, you know, these these he loves him some, uh, what's her name, Lauren or whatever, that, that stupid broad on Fox, Damn. Tommy Lauren. This is, yeah, um, we ain't got to talk her name. Yeah, whatever her fucking name. And Tommy Lauren, I know is for sure. But um, outside of that, he's a very talented football player. Um, I'm very interested actually to see how that's going to impact the dynamic when you're in a league of 90% niggas, how are you going to stand up to all of this? <laughs> hey, his brother's a beast too, though. His brother is a beast. His brother is a beast. His brother isn't as loudly active on that kind of stuff. So I, I at least give him some respect. Yeah. They come through a long line. Uh, this is actually the, uh, I think they said Their it's the second goes. or the third team. Yeah. Or the third, the third family basically to have, um, a son or a father and then sons be drafted, especially in the first round. So yeah, the Mannings was the, the Mannings were the first ones with Archie, Eli and uh, Peyton, of course. And then uh, now we have the Bosa's uh, their dad was drafted in, I believe 87 or 88 in the first round. And then of course we got uh, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, they're ballers though. I can't, I can't even, uh, front you know those guys are good um especially this one you know he's he's definitely got the talent uh he's got that jj watt-esque type of uh nick nick has that explosion i think he's he's actually more explosive than his brother which is hard to say because joey and i I actually messed that up uh joey's not the racist one it's nick sorry um (laughs) Nick, nick has nick has the nick is the one that got drafted this year i always mix him up um they all they they're saying that Nick has a little bit more explosion than his brother though. So if you add the same kind of play with the explosiveness, like a more explosiveness than that, man, he's going to be hard to stop. He's definitely going to be hard to stop. And San Francisco has loaded up their defense; looks fantastic at this point to me. Um, you know, in the off season they cleaned up. They picked up D Ford. Uh, you know, who's an older guy but still can play and get the good and get the job done. Um, they picked up uh, Quan Alexander from Tampa Bay for linebacker, who was leading the NFL in tackles last year. Um, I mean, just just across the board, man. San Francisco did a great job. I think they drafted very, very, very well um, in in their scenarios. I mean, looking at it, I think they filled everything, and especially getting 
the overall best player to me as well uh, this year was really, really a good move for them. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with that. And I think that it's going to do well for the 49ers. They could stay healthy. They they have a great team on paper. So definitely interested to see what they're going to do there. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we called it when they did the trade of Odell Beckham to the Browns. We've mentioned that the New York Giants have become become the Cleveland Browns at that point. So <laughs> I want to kind of pat myself on the back for that one because in the NFL draft, the New York Giants, in fact, confirmed that they are now the new Cleveland Browns of the NFL. <laughs> like they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, they in with the sixth overall pick, they take the second quarterback off the board. And it's Daniel Jones, who nobody was expecting to go this early. Nobody knows. I didn't know really much of anything about this dude other than he went to Duke. And I looked at his stats, and I was just like, man, these dudes fucked up. And (laughs) their fans looked at it the same. I mean, a lot of people did say that he still could be a great player. Um, And I think if you're making it to the NFL, it's all possible, of course. But, man, you got to have – you got to have those, those tangibles. You got to have those tangibles. And I don't, I don't know if he has those tangibles, man. I don't think he's going to, he's not, he's not Eli Manning. And the only reason (laughs) he got drafted by them is because he was paying for those Madden camps or those Manning camps. And those Manning camps are a lot of fucking money. And those parents put in every single year to send that kid to that, to them camps. Yeah. That's the reason why he got drafted in in that high as well. He even has like the Eli haircut and shit. (laughs) Like, it's kind of funny, man. He's like an Eli Stan. Yeah. So, I mean, the sixth overall pick in the draft, he's not the top six recruit coming out of college. I don't care what you got to say. The Giants had the 17th pick and they were worried about either the Broncos or the Redskins picking up Daniel Jones. I don't even think they even knew who this guy was. No, they weren't on any of those teams. <laughs> they were <all> scared. <clears throat> now, here's the funny shit is Gettleman, he's the, the GM or the alleged GM of the New York Giants. This fool says he's, he's willing to sit. He said he's willing to do like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and he's willing to sit Daniel Jones for the next three years to learn from Eli Manning, which I think would be a mistake in itself. He, he'll just be learning how to throw picks. <laughs> first of all second of all uh having a quarterback on a rookie deal like daniel jones is right now is is probably the highest value in the nfl of a position that you can be in uh, outside of the patriots the only teams that have won super bowls in the past 10 years outside of uh, tom brady and peyton manning were teams with qbs on rookie deals the eagles the uh, seahawks with russell wilson as well and right so you got a, a dude on a rookie QB deal just sitting on the bench here while you're paying Eli Manning $25 million a year to throw interceptions to and throw a pick, a pick for each million. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Wait, I, I take the over under, I take the, the definite under that Eli doesn't throw 30 touchdowns this year. I take the, you're going to throw him to <laughs> exactly. Him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I get I give him the under on that man I, I give him the under on 30 and I think Daniel Jones could be starting sooner than later because it, not only that um Eli's been really injury prone as of late um you know a lot of back issues and stuff like that I think he could probably come in 
Uh, I know he tries to play through him, but he's an old man now, so it's not like he he has the young body anymore. Um, he he definitely could get lit up, and it could be game over for him very soon. So he could jump in in there, but I I, I found that very intriguing as well. Them moving up for uh, Daniel Jones, uh, I thought that was a very very bad move. But hey, um, what do I know? I am just a guy who's talking shit on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get paid the millions of dollars to make terrible decisions because if I did, I would be the New York Giants. (laughs) <laughs> it'd be like our it'd be like one of our drafts from when we we're doing year-long fantasies and um yeah <laughs> it's like you had the the worst year year-long fantasy except for you got to stick with that player for years now right <laughs> that's like a quarterbacks player. uh you know daniel jones going so early let some of these other quarterbacks slip uh yeah including uh, your broncos got drew lock in the second round man that was a second. fucking steal that was a steal. It's a bargain, bro. Especially compared when Daniel Jones was a number six. Like I, I definitely had Drew Locke ranked higher than Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I would probably have Drew Locke as the second, uh, second best quarterback in the draft, um, possibly the third. Because um, also a good one that kind of slipped down was Haskins to, to the Redskins right. at fifteen. Because um, I, I liked Haskins a lot too. I felt like we could have waited for him too. But um, I thought that's who the Giants were going to get. Everything was – all signs are pointing to Haskins uh, before before the draft, and all of a sudden it switched around. So I don't know what happened there. Um, I guess they just like Daniel Jones a lot more, man. I don't, I don't know. We'll see how we'll, – we'll see at the end of their careers on what that looks like because I, I really don't know um, if that was the right move. But you're right. Um, you know, Broncos, Broncos got a good little pick at, at the – um, at the pick of where we were at, and at forty-two, that's that to me. That's a steal. Um, you know, Missouri is a uh, SEC school now, so at least he's been tested somewhat. He's had to play Alabama. He's had to play Auburn. He's had to play the tough teams, the Mississippi States and Clemson. You know, the, uh, well, Clemson's ACC, but oh. still, I think they might have. They might. I think they did play over the season. I think so. Um, so I mean, that's still that's still pretty good, though. I mean, he's he's. He's battle tested, is what I'm pretty much saying, because um, uh, I know Daniel Jones was getting his ass mollywopped in the ACC. Uh, his last game, they scored seven total points and they got blew out by like thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and luck, uh, you know, he won't have to be rushed out there anytime soon. Flacco's the definitely going to be the starter since the Broncos made moves to get him and the money that they're paying him. So. They could take his time developing him, getting right. him uh, used to everything around there. He they don't have to rush him out, you know. While some of these other guys probably will be starting sooner than him. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think he's got he's got some time to sit there and build. The rest of the the rest of the quarterbacks in in the in the draft are, I'm not very familiar with. So, um, I mean, I couldn't really say. I know that the. Uh, uh, I know the Patriots picked up a, a, a guy late. Um, I think he's a po- he's a pocket passer. He's got a decent arm, so I know that he went super late though. He went in like the f- the fifth or sixth round. Um, I mean, outside of that, you really didn't see too many quarterbacks go. This wasn't really a quarterback heavy uh, draft. What I did notice was uh, DBs went really late. Uh, the DBs, the first DB wasn't taken until the Giants on the thirtieth pick when they had the 30th pick as well. So the first DB that was actually taken was their pick, and they needed that badly. Um, so 
that's where I thought it was funny. Like they could have moved, they could have definitely grabbed a cornerback first uh, or something like that, where they need more position players than going for a guy like Drew Jones or or Daniel Jones. My bad. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> that's pretty that interesting. Funny. Yeah, man. Uh, the Raiders too. They had a, a terrible draft, which we expected because I think their back end was good. I think their back end did decent. It was the that first pick. That first pick really blew everybody's fucking mind. Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. Yeah. Uh, nobody had him as a top as a top ten pick for sure, and I know I didn't have him as a top three even position at his position. I didn't think he was even tied in. Or he wasn't uh, that, even that a top game. three defensive player on the board. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, especially in in, in even in his own position at, at defensive end, I don't even think he was top three. <laughs> um, so it's like, damn, what the hell are y'all doing? Um, and they took a running back in the first round, right? They did. They did get another. They did get a running back, which him too. I don't understand Josh why they took him. Um, Alabama's cool with their running backs, but they're not like in a sense because they're not durable. Um, and when you're in, when you play on an offense like that with the biggest O linemen and things like that, I think all those guys turn out good. Now, again, I could be eating my words here, but um, who was the last really good Alabama Alabama running back? Ingram, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram is now, what, almost seven years in the game? Yeah. Where is I would he, think so. Where did he sign? Baltimore. Mm. Which is dope for them. I think that's good for the Ravens. Uh, that's a really good running back for the Ravens. He's the last good one, though. So, I mean, uh, even the other SEC running backs are outperforming them. You know, the, the four nets, uh, the Sony Michels. Uh, the Nick Chubbs, you know, the, coming from the other SEC schools, they're Talk actually team. outperforming. Yeah, Todd Gurley, all those guys are outperforming these these Alabama running backs. So I, I wouldn't have went for him first. I don't think he was the best running back. I think the best running back was a steal, and he was on. Um, he went super late. Uh, Bryce Love, my bad. There we go. Okay. Bryce Love from Stanford. Yep. He he's the most battle tested. I understand injury prone. Um, but I think all running backs are susceptible to injuries um, at any given time. And there was a lot of concerns about players who had injuries and stuff going into the league. And they did fine as long as they kept themselves healthy and took care of their bodies. But the Redskins got him um, at the 112th pick. And to me, he was still, he was still probably, he he had the most upside to me on the board. Um, Again, I don't think he played. He played for Stanford, so it's not a big name. But the dude set records at Stanford. Um, he even he even he's up there with Christian McCaffrey's records. Nice. Um, so, and you see how good Christian McCaffrey is. So I think Bryce Love is a steal. I think he was like the steal running black running back of of the draft for sure. Um, no no doubt. Yeah, and, it'll be interesting how the Redskins utilize him. They got they still got Thompson. And they still got Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah. Peterson's so. old though. Thompson's injury prone, so they definitely needed that running back. And I think they got a almost an every down back too, because I wouldn't want to give AP the ball that many times either. It's AP, but he's old now. Um, you know, it's going to take him. He's more of a volume carrier. Um, he he can hit that home run play, but that that home run play will come less and less just because he's older. Uh, he did have a few of those last year where it kind of just popped up out of nowhere, like they just blipped up, and he drops like 120 yards or some shit, but that's like really random. Um, and, you know, he's still sucking up 20 carries a game to do that. So <clears throat> it really comes down to uh, health and age. 
at that point. So I, I honestly, I like the Redskins. I think the Redskins drafted really well. You know who I thought drafted really well as well was the Colts. Um, yeah. They got Rocky Yassine in the second round. I thought he was a first round pick uh, for corner. And that's who I thought the Giants were going to go for. And they did it. So I, I, again, I don't know what the Giants are doing. bro. <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I don't see what they're doing. I don't think they're paying any attention whatsoever. Um, no, because I mean, there's tanking, like we're talking about the dolphins tanking earlier. At least it seems like the dolphins have a plan. Right. But I don't know what the giants, if they even have a plan, like, no, if you're tanking and you're going for a QB in the first round and you take a shithead, like that's not the good way of tanking. Right. Exactly. Like, uh, Eli 20 mil a year or whatever it is. Right. It's not a good idea. Texans drafted bad as shit, too. They fucking did terrible. I don't think the Texans want to win. <laughs> I do see that they picked up – they did pick up an offensive lineman, uh, but it was it, he's from a smaller school in an FCS. He was the best FCS um, offensive lineman, Titus, uh, Titus Howard. He went to Alabama State. But still, it's like, bro, that's FCS. <laughs> he held his own he held his own though in the in the senior bowl he looked pretty decent but again it's like it's still there so i, I you know the jury's out on that one it was um, a fcs qb yeah he was a he was a fcs he was a fcs uh player he, he was drafted in the first round uh by the texans titus howard offensive tackle okay i'm just saying um, carson carson Wentz. he was a fcs uh, this is true. This right. is true. But I think that's different, though. I think I think per position is different. I think a quarterback is different. Um, a quarterback can be. I think a quarterback can be good at any level. They just need to have the the right. Uh, they have to have the right system. Not only a system, but they have to also have uh, kind of the shine. And Carson Wentz did have the shine. I don't know if Alabama State was winning any FCS stuff. I don't know how good they were in the FCS. But at least when Carson Wentz was playing, they were good. Um, they were the top team in the FCS. So there's a little bit different there. And, and he's a quarterback. Again, it's, it's position, uh, skill position. Uh, he could probably be super smart, and that's probably what's part of it is, is, you know, IQ and stuff like that with, with uh, Carson Wentz. He, he's definitely a, a top guy. But it's very rare that you're going to find somebody from an FCS level who, yeah. who can come up and play the game. Uh, Danny Woodhead, I think, was one of the last ones who really started to shine coming from FCS. Um, a lot of my boys actually played him in uh, college uh, at Adam State when he was at Chadron State or at Chadron. Um, <clears throat> uh, Adam State had to play them, so he got to see him, and he racked up like 300 yards. Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, like, you know, there, there, there's a difference there when it comes to that. Like, if he, you know, he should have been on a D1 school, but he was too small. Nobody wanted to look at him, that kind of thing. Um, I know this Titus dude, he's big, he's huge. He seems athletic. I think he might actually do okay. But outside of that, I mean, the Texans drafted pretty terrible. Um, they went after some DBs and stuff, but no good ones that they could, they should have moved up. If they were going to do that, they could have moved up and actually got a good DB if that's what they were looking for to help replace, um, you know, the Jonathan Josephs and things like that when they get old, cause they're older now. So, um, they got to be able to, uh, they got to be able to really replace those players, and I don't know if they get a, did a good job. I think your team did probably did a good job for where they drafted at. You guys got a running back out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got a – I think you guys got a tackle out of there. Yeah, we got David Montgomery, the running back. 
You got a receiver, Riley Ridley. Yes, that was my other still pick. Yeah. You guys got Riley Ridley so fucking late. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think that was actually a real steal for how late you guys got him. Like, yeah. for real, for real. And we got Khalil Mack in the first round. <laughs> in the second round and the third round. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Until I'll take pick it, 72. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I think the highlight of the draft was, did you get to see Pat McAfee announce the draft pick for the Colts? Oh, yeah, and he was talking the shit. The punter, it was hilarious, <laughs> man. Cause how he, he shaded the Colts, how he shaded the uh, the Titans. Well, first, yeah, he, first he got shaded by the Colts, so he kind of threw it at them. And he was talking about he retired the same year that Robert Mathis and someone else had retired. And they each of those two guys both got to announce a draft pick, and then the Colts' third draft pick was announced by a orangutan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was pissed that he didn't get to announce it then. And then right. he was talking about uh, when he played the Titans, he couldn't tell you if the Titans were good or not because he never had a chance to punt against the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Super savage. So he's so savage. Yeah, and he's. I think he's working with Vince McMahon. Like he signed a deal with uh, Wrestling Entertainment or whatever. So. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. that's dope. So it sounded like it. it sounded like a little wrestling speech too. So it was it was pretty funny, man. Pat <laughs> McAfee's a funny dude. Hell yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I actually like Pat McAfee a lot. He's he's crazy. <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and the San Francisco 49ers in honor of Pat McAfee drafted a punter. Yeah, and the 110th pick. <laughs> I think they traded up. Yeah, too. They traded up for the punter, Mitch Wisnowski. Wisnowski. That's, I mean, if there's ever been a punter name right there, Mitch Wisnowski. <laughs> they took Brilliant. him in the fourth round. And it's awesome. Uh, I saw Rich Eisen got pretty emotional and pretty happy about the punter getting <laughs> drafted. <laughs> <laughs> so early on, too, bro. Like, I know. they drafted up for him, man. So. You know, we had a they had a, a Michael Jordan and a Michael Jackson and a Joe Jackson drafted this year. <laughs> Did Joe beat him? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Did Joe beat him? No, he didn't beat him. He was actually drafted last, though. So it looked like uh Michael Jordan and, and Michael Jackson was beating his ass, I guess. And <laughs> Joe Jackson was Mr. Irrelevant out of them. Well, he was he got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys at 165th. Um Ooh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I was actually laughing at some of these names in here, um, just talking about the draft because, you know, that's pretty much it. This draft wasn't as um, as deep as some of the other ones in previous. Uh, really, there's going to be a lot of players on here who probably won't start. There will be a lot of second and third string players on out of this draft class. Um, just because – and it's not because their names or anything like that. You never know. You might find a diamond in the rough. But there's a lot of just uh, – <clears throat> I just – this class just wasn't very strong when it comes to um, the certain skill positions and things like that. I've right. seen actually a lot more FCS teams making it. You know, uh, Corey Ballantyne coming from Washburn, um, who had a tragic situation happen. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Washburn is like in Kansas – and uh, my actually my cousin played for them. He actually played a couple years for them uh, out there. And he knew this guy, Corey Ballantyne, and him and another player uh, were at a party and the other player got killed and he got injured. 
So he got yeah. hurt during this during this party and whatever happened. So the other player, um, you know, he didn't get drafted or anything, but he got he ended up getting killed out there. And then Corey, right after he got drafted, you know, gets an injury. Um, literally hours, I think it was hours or or the next day after he got drafted, uh, he gets injured. So nothing serious. I mean, it's not going to affect his career. They don't think, but I mean that's pretty crazy. And he's going to the Giants. So there you go. <laughs> Corey Ballantyne. Um but yeah, a lot of a lot of these a lot of these guys I don't think is very deep. You know, I see uh the the Los Angeles Chargers picked up an Easton stick. <laughs> <laughs> Easton stick from that's North what, Dakota State. That's what Adrian Peterson beat his son with. <laughs> An Easton stick. <laughs> Isn't Easton a bat company too? Yeah. Don't they make bats for like the uh, little Eaton. league and stuff? Eaton, maybe I don't know. Sounds yeah, maybe it's. Right. I think it is Easton. It could be, Eaton <laughs> too, but I think it's Easton. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh shit! Uh, there's a EJ Speed. I mean, some of these names, man. I, I feel bad for y'all parents, man. We, we this is like the '90s, the '90s uh, kids and the, and stuff like that. So their it's parents okay. were coming off of the coming down from the. Um, from the crack 80s, and then they got just like the hood 90s. So it's like that Key and Peele skit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where they're doing hey, like the, the college all star game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just naming these dudes. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> Very similar to this. That's how I see a lot of these. Um, so, who do, you, who do you think drafted the best out of all the teams? Who do you think drafted the best um, and why? I do like the draft that the Redskins put up. Obviously, they had a need at quarterback. Uh, tragic injury with Alex Smith last year. Yeah. So they needed a quarterback, and Daniel Jones was already taken. So Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> fell them. And I think Dwayne Haskins is is a long term guy, so it works out win win. You know, could be the best quarterback in the draft, but either way, rates highly that he could be a long term solution there for him. And they did a good job. Um, they got a pass rusher, too, in the first round that they traded back in for. They're in a really competitive division, so I really don't think these draft picks are going to help them become a better team at all. Right. But um, the Patriots, they drafted well, as usual. Yeah, almost all the sports, you know, broadcasts and everything like that rated that the Patriots had the best draft. Yeah, so they're always just excellent at – at that um yeah belichick belichick i i think he lives for that moment for sure like i think he lives for the draft like i think that's his favorite part of the year i don't really think i mean of course he loves the rest of the year and stuff like that winning the super bowl but i really think that he knows how to he really just knows how to look into players and he really knows how to find what he needs and puts them in the right spots to be um aggressive and good um so yeah i'm, I'm with you there yeah, they had a good draft. Uh, we touched on the Cardinals. It seemed like they had a pretty good draft there. Um, I do believe, though, that Kyler Murray is going to be a bust. But everyone else, <laughs> every other pick, they took some good defensive players. Um, they took Byron Murphy in the second round cornerback. It's a beast. The yeah. Falcons did pretty good. Uh, they had a lot of injuries last year. So I think getting some offensive linemen early there to protect Matt Ryan was a huge move as well. So those are the teams I thought did the best. What team do you think drafted uh, the best? The drafted the best, um, in my opinion, 
it's kind of a tough one because I, I feel like everybody actually drafted pretty well this year. It wasn't too bad except for the um, the New York Browns. The Giants um, and the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I like Pitt, I like Pittsburgh. I like what they drafted. I think Devin Bush was a great pick. Um, that's kind of who I wanted at 10 for the Broncos, and we traded back. I still like our pick, but I wasn't too happy with getting a tight end in the first round. I thought that was a bad fucking draft pick. But we needed it badly, so I get it. He just better be healthy, and he plays the whole time. Um, second to that, or pretty close to that, I think the Colts drafted very well. Um, I think the Colts addressed everything that they needed and more. I think they did really good. <clears throat> they found everything that they needed uh, to really make some moves in their division because their division is pretty weak. So if they can continue to add some protection for Andrew Luck and, you know, uh, bolster their defense some more, I think they're in really good position to to run the AFC South. Yeah, and um, they let's not forget that last year's draft, they drafted two all-pro first-team players. Yeah. Yep. On both sides of the ball. So it's yeah. like they got, they got, they got their bang for their buck. And if they can get, uh, cause like I was saying earlier, Rocky seen to me is the, the best cornerback in the, in the draft. He, he's my favorite cornerback in the draft. Um, I think if he, if he can come out there and, and really play, um, like I, like how I feel he's worth, it's going to bring back like when they had, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, damn Davis. Is that his last name? Vontae Davis. When yeah, Vontae first came in, when he first came in, Vontae was like super locked down. Like he was, he was easily top five corner in the game. And then injuries caught up to him. His mind and you know, he lost his mind pretty much and all of that. Um, I think they got that same kind of level of player though out of Rocky scene. So I really like the Colts. Um, and then I like my Broncos draft too, man. I really do. Outside of the the tight end, the tight end was kind of scary for me, but I really liked everybody else. We got a solid offensive lineman, very athletic, um, and was able to follow it up with getting Drew Locke right after that. Uh, we picked up a defensive tackle, which is what was needed heavily. We picked out an outside linebacker. And then for our last pick, we just picked up a hometown guy to see what he can do, uh, Jawan Winfrey, a wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I kind of like all of that. We, I, we got a – we got a quarterback out of that. We added some offensive line on that. We got a defensive tackle for run stop and everything like that. So I think we did pretty good. Uh, you know, I think those are my, those are my favorite, the, the favorite so far. Of course, I'm going to have my team in there just because that's my team. But I really think they did a good job this year, you know, trying to fill up some of those gaps.
kind of staying on the topic of the NFL real quick, wanted to touch base on this. I know a team that definitely did not win. Actually, they lost really bad on the draft night. And that would be uh, when the they announced that Patrick Mahomes is on the cover of the new Madden. <laughs> it took about 10 minutes for the Madden curse to hit the Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. It took about 10 minutes. And uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill... The DA announced that they're not pressing child abuse charges on anybody. They said uh, that they thought a crime was committed. The child was taken from the home, but they couldn't prove anything. They didn't have a strong enough case that Tyreek Hill allegedly beat his son and broke his arm by punching him in the arm. Yep. They actually uh, just reopened the case. Yeah, they reopened the case because his girlfriend got the receipt. She videotaped him in the, the airport. Or not videotaped, I apologize. It was an audio tape. Yep. She audio taped him and uh, TMZ becomes a, a favorite to win the AFC West because they, <laughs> well, they, be, they will end your career in life quickly, boy. I'm yeah. telling you, they do it so quickly. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, Tyreek Hill on this videotape or audio tape again, pardon me, audio tape that uh, the girlfriend recorded him in the Dubai airport or something like that. And she on the video or on the tape he uh tells her that she should be terrified for her life from him as should the son right pretty disgusting shit and yeah what a piece Hill, of shit bro uh pled no contest previously to abusing her beating her when she was like 9 weeks or something pregnant with uh with the same son it's crazy and her dumbass stayed with him so and the Chiefs dumbass drafted him after that. He got kicked out of college for that. Yeah, he got kicked out of college. And not only that, um, you know, they just seem to have this uh, culture of that. You know, obviously they got rid of uh, Hunt pretty quick last year when the videotape surfaced of him knocking out a woman and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with this situation because to me yeah, this is also, no different. Also, let's also bring up that this is the same team, uh, Javon Belcher, uh, he murdered his wife and then drove to Arrowhead Stadium where he shot himself. Yeah, a couple fuck, of years I ago. About that. Yep, I so, forgot about that. You know, it's the same team. I think uh, even when in that situation, it was like Romeo Cornell was trying to talk Javon Belcher out of uh, suicide and turning himself in, and obviously it didn't work. Right. So, you know, this is a team that has a history, I guess, of overlooking character issues with Pete with. Um, players but I was just kind of curious to get your take do you think Tyreek Hill will play in the NFL in 2019 yes absolutely I I do I do think that he will play next year I mean because again this is the this is the same NFL that has had you know Josh Brown and people like that be able to get back into the league um, after you know beating their wives hurting other people um uh, it, it's just it's the it's part of the culture and they don't know how to fix it um they don't they don't want to, it seems like it i think they know how to fix it they don't want to address it um th- it seems like the nfl has the most problems with this and i don't know if it's just because it's the nfl and, and the media maybe spins it a little bit more where we see more of this but i don't hear about as much of these kind of stories out of any other sport but the nfl like literally um, right. NBA, you'll hear some, you'll hear some from the NBA, but mostly the, the ones that you hear from are players who ain't even playing anymore. Um, you know, like the Lamar Odoms and the, uh, the Chris or Barnes, Matt Barnes, 
you know, people like that, people like that. That's where I hear it the most. Yeah. Um, those guys don't even play no more, but you hear it all the time with active players in the NFL. And, And again, maybe it's just the NFL. It's the size of the NFL. How many players, are on the team, you know, there's 53 players to every team plus personnel and everything else like that. So you just continuously keep hearing over and over again of all of these situations where these players are hurting their, their significant others or their children or killing somebody. I remember, um, was it, Star- was it Dante Stallworth? Is that his name? Dante Stallworth, the yeah, one that Dante had the, the vehicular homicide? Yeah, he had a DUI in the middle of the day. Bro. And ran over somebody on the bridge in Miami and killed them. Killed them and in was got like still ten months got like ten months got out and actually got signed to a team like right away. I think to the Patriots, man. Yeah, something like that. I remember it was really fast. It was super fast. He got Aaron, right back into the league. Aaron Hernandez caught some bodies before right. he got out of college. Yeah, it was like all. So it, it to me it, it is a it is a culture that is being built within the within there, and I don't know if they don't know how to fix it or they don't care. I feel like they don't care. I think talent outweighs uh, character. Just like you said, they're overlooking the character and they're only looking at the talent because they're looking at who can run the fastest. Tyreek Hill obviously is the fastest NFL player out there. Duke can run basically a a damn near a 4.1, you know. And So so Kareem Hunt got an eight-game suspension. Right. I think Tyreek Hill – it's an eight-game suspension. Uh, mind you, this is that was Kareem Hunt's first strike, and Tyreek Hill already has that conviction under his belt. So, you know, there's already character questions of him coming in before the he came into the league, and the NFL's abuse policy says they can consider things that happened before you came into the league as as strikes. I would take the I would take the under on that. I'm probably going to say that he's going to get six games. Okay, that's going to be my under. I think Tyreek Hill will be suspended for this season. You think he'll get the season? Yeah, I think he'll be out for the season. I don't think the Chiefs will get rid of him. I don't think they got the balls to get rid of him. No. And then I don't think so either. And if they do, if they do, I think that's why, and I, I was just reading on that earlier, was they drafted an, another speedy uh deep receiver. Um obviously probably not gonna be the talent of of uh, Tyreek Hill, of course, but they already have looked at that that since hey this is gonna fuck his possibly talent, happen. Man. Let's just say this: fuck his talent. Right, he's out here breaking his his child's arm. His child's like three or four years old. Right, you know, breaking this kid's arm, getting his kid taken away from him. I don't want to see this guy playing football anymore. Right, I I know <laughs> I don't either, but we know what's gonna actually happen, and yeah. I wouldn't be, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. So I would be Adrian, more surprised if he is suspended for the year than him actually getting any time at all. So Adrian because Peterson, I, remember Adrian Peterson, yeah. uh, child abuse case. He pretty much got suspended for a year. I think it ended up being like twelve games. Yep, I remember that when it was said and done. So yeah, the I do standard remember that. is the standard is kind of set there. It is, it is. Um, I I I don't know. I feel like it's just on a case by case basis. Um, they were trying to pin AP for a long time with all kind of shit, though. So it, it, to me, it was like finally, it was almost like an OJ kind of situation. Um, finally got you, nigga. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. That's that's how I felt with AP. Because um, they, they, they say they had some bruises. I don't even remember seeing the pictures or nothing like that, but I grew up in that era of switches and belts. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, I seen the pic. They had the pictures, bro. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I grew up in that era, too. Um, But 
I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. Either way, it's wrong. Either way, it's wrong. I don't raise my daughter like that. I, I still have uh, yet to whip my daughter's ass uh, to, to that type of extent or any of that. And I couldn't imagine, especially somebody in their position where with them making a lot of money, um, why they would want to put themselves in this situation and, and then be out there talking reckless to his chick, which he already did. And that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, he's got a record. He's already got a track record. Right. Like this is your second chance, obviously hasn't learned his lesson, even just right. talking like that. Right. You've been like, kicked out of college for dumb shit, um, doing stupid shit, you know, abusing people. And then you turn around and do it when you get in the league and later, and then be like, Oh, well you better be scared of me. You know, like what kind of shit is that, bro? And that could be CTE and all that. <clears throat> There's something not right with all these players. Cause again, we're not hearing, we don't hear about all this other stuff. I don't hear about that in MLB that much. I hear more tragic shit about drugs in MLB than I do in the mm-hmm. NFL. But when it comes to M- NBA, uh, and NBA is like the thug league, right? And you that's what they hear, say. You never hear anybody getting into really any trouble, like no, not you know, like that. Most you hear is them cheating, infidelity. Yeah, infidelity. Every once in a while, you'll see a DUI. But now that Ty Lawson's out of the league, DUIs have cut dramatically. Like, when's the last time you heard of an NBA player beating his wife? The last time you heard of one, right? I'm even how trying many, to think of one. Okay, so, you, so even think of that, and now just think of, like, how many NFL players have you heard of in that meantime? Ten? Oh, way more. Way right. more. So I think the last one that I actively remember I, I had just brought up was Matt Barnes. I remember him mm-hmm. beating his wife because that she was on TV as well, loving hip-hop or whatever, and uh, he was he was beating her. Sure. She was, like, messing with Derek Fisher or something? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it was the other way around uh, for that, too. Uh, Matt Barnes is messing with Derek Fisher's wife. <laughs> Ain't that about a thing? That shit was funny, man. That whole situation was hilarious, actually. I thought it was funny because that was some wild-ass shit. But, yeah, you, like I said, you're not, you're not hearing it in those, in those other sports. So it's got to be something. It's either these, these players are literally, like, becoming violent because they're taking shots to the head or you know any of those something something's got to be going on something's in the water or it's the culture jason um, kidd he, he got some domestic violence or something too right uh yeah i think so but i was like way long time ago though yeah i can't even remember and it, yeah, it's like still though it's like you, you don't hear that with the stars in the in the nba you don't hear that with the stars yeah it would be like marijuana charges or something they get yeah like imagine imagine lebron doing that shit like it'd be the end of the world for everything. Like people will be like, what the fuck? But you, you don't never hear that. Um, like no. said, you, the most you'll hear is infidelity, but you, you, you're not hearing about them um, beating, you know, beating their wives and, and stuff like that. The last that. I mean, story I could remember in the NBA was when the cops beat the shit out of those dudes. Tabo Cephalosha and them? Tabo yeah. Cephalosha, yeah. yeah. The yep. NYPD like had him, he had him like handcuffed and was beating him. Yep. He missed the rest of the season, the, the shoulder injury or something. Yep. Yep. You don't hear it, man. You don't hear it in these other sports. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be a culture thing. That's how I look at it. It's at this point it's culture because it's, you you have to set the precedent. So it's, you know, obviously these guys are getting pumped full of drugs whenever they get injured, they're playing hurt. Uh, And by drugs, I mean painkillers. Right. And you can tell like when Aaron Rodgers came back against the bears in game one last year, 
and he won the game. That dude was loopy. He didn't know where he was and what was going on. And so I, that might be part of it. Obviously, contact hits to the head might be part of it. But then, you know, hockey's probably just as violent and just, has just as many head injuries as, as football does. And you don't really hear about it in hockey either. Nope. You sure don't. So I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. It's interesting because um, the NFL really – they kind of enable the behavior by not really giving a shit unless there's a videotape or audio tape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a huge culture problem in the NFL um, and character problem that has been the issue uh, since, especially of as recent, I mean, dealing with Cal- Colin Kaepernick situation. Colin Kaepernick I mean, can't play. And these dudes, these dudes, you could beat the shit. If Colin Kaepernick beat his wife on the field, like, you know, on the field during the game, if he pulled his wife by the hair brought her to midfield and slapped her, he could still be playing in the NFL today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Josh Brown basically said that's what he did. When, and he's a fucking kicker. Like, that dude doesn't take hits. He doesn't do anything. Right. He kicks the fucking ball. He had, like, 30 charges or some shit. Yeah. And as, oh, that, that reminds me of being, like, a, from baseball because the, uh, the owner or, no, he's one of the executives from the Giants. Uh, you seen that video of him beating his wife during the midday, uh, like, yeah, pushing her man. down and, and all kind of shit like that? That dude got a slap on the hand, too. <laughs> he's got a slap on the hand. He didn't get – I think he got two games suspended or something like that. I was like, motherfucker, there's a hundred and some odd games in baseball. What are you talking about? They took his parking spot, dude. Yeah, for like a week. Like, bro, you just can't come in the office. Okay, I'll work from home. What the fuck? Like, bro, and the NFL, at least in, I, do, I do like that they're starting to hold players accountable. But at this point, at the level that they're doing it and the level that it's happening at, I think they honestly should um, start banning players. It's yeah, really going to start problems. taking – yeah, do do a Josh Gordon on people because if Josh Gordon can smoke weed and get in trouble and be banned from the league, why can't a, a kicker like Josh Brown or a player like Tyreek Hill or anybody like that be put in – be just done? Like, why can't they just be done? Or two um, years. You could do two years. Yeah. Automatic so two-year suspension. Right. Make it Make it very similar to something like – uh, like a like a PED violation or something like that, and you know you get you get suspended. I mean, just look at Ray Rice. The shit happened to him. He did it. Uh, you know, Ray Rice is a piece of shit for that too. But that dude ain't playing no more. Teams won't sign him. But these other players can still get signed. It, it, it's it's almost like it's subjective. There is no clear cut. Like if you do this, you should be done. It's subjective. Kareem Hunt was it wasn't his wife. It was some chick. And he something like that. It wasn't as brutal. Right. It wasn't it wasn't a haymaker right. like what Ray Rice did, but still it doesn't matter. What's the difference of him hitting a woman and how he hit a woman? There's no difference. It's subjective. And that's where the NFL needs to get better. I know we went on a tangent, y'all, but man, this this shit's crazy. It's starting to get a little crazy out here, um, watching all this because um, you young players or players that are are wanting to get into the NFL or things like that, man, keep your nose clean. I don't it's understand how you – yeah, you're, it's a privilege to do what you do. You're in a uh, 1% of all the collegiate players get drafted to the NFL. There's, that means there's so many – there's thousands, literally thousands of players that were you were chosen over to make it to a team, even get a tryout. Some players don't even get a tryout. It doesn't even matter. Um, you're, you're, wasting in, and you're wasting and squandering what your opportunity that guy has given you or whoever has given you to be able to make things happen and play on a grand scale and get paid for it at 
ridiculous amounts. Yeah, and um, in the NFL of all sports, the window of opportunity is the smallest. Like that yeah. career is, is going to be probably like two or three years. And if you play anything longer than that, it's a real blessing. So right. you've got a short period of time to get as much money as you can out of those people. Right, exactly. And be able to make keep those means coming and everything like that, man, that's a, that's, that's really hard to do. But if you're going to, if you're going to squander it, like I said, squandering it by just doing some dumb shit because you can't uh, not put hands on people or any of those kind of thing, man, you're, you're, you're wasting it. And uh, you know, the, you got to do more justice than that, especially in, in your position, a position of power, kids look up to you and all that type of shit. Um, they can no longer look up to you. I wouldn't look up to any of those clowns. Like you're a clown. Um, <laughs> and hopefully that'll be the end of it for, for them. And uh, I mean, I hope they can move on from it, but <clears throat> there's no coming back from some stuff like that. And, and especially like what Tyreek Hill is saying and doing and things like that. I mean, fuck that dude for real. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see where the chiefs balls are at. I mean, they cut Kareem hunt instantly. We'll see what they're all about here. I, I doubt they make any move with that. No, especially because it's already they already have all the 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 recording uh, already in hand. I know they've listened to it and they still haven't made a move yet. So I mean that that's they have, right there. They've banned him from uh, any off season activities in the meantime, and I believe the NFL will probably commissioner exempt list him pending the investigation here pretty pretty shortly. Yeah, well, let's hope he gets what he deserves, which is some. Uh, either hard time or you, your ass sit down for a little bit. So you really learn and take an introspective look at yourself and say, am I being a good dude? Cause you're pretty much a dirtbag, bro. I mean, if the law charges him, he, he's a second time offender at this point. So right. Uh, I have no faith in the law ever protecting children in any situations like these. Unfortunately, it's terrible. Right. And so, you know, he won't do as much time as he d- should do for breaking his child's arm. Um, I know that, but he probably will do some time if if charges are pressed on him. For sure, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> and I, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I, I'm I'm waiting for it to actually something to happen, and uh, hopefully they take action on it. But yeah, that's our take on the sports. We'll talk a little bit of NBA on the next uh, episodes next week. Uh, Cause we're getting into the thick of things with that, you know, uh, same with NHL. We'll touch on that NHL uh, NBA, both in playoff mode right now. Uh, MLB is starting to get into its first quarter. They're getting into the court first quarter of the season and a very long season. So yeah, we got some more sports on, on uh, coming up. Please subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Take the antidote.com.